0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Part two of our Alive, Alive to God, Dead to Sin, as we wrap up this uh, this subject. But this one for me is a special one because there, there came a changing point, a turning point in my life where I went from the, the expectation of Christianity, life is difficult. I've, I've Since young, I've had a sense of humor and I thank the Lord for that. But there was a um, there was a Christianity that 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 I had come to believe in. That was one of yeah, the Lord will bless us. But things you you know you go through difficult things, and and you know you never know how it's going to end up. And and many Christians live in that place, a place of of n- uncertainty about the future, because. This is just life, you know, it is what it is, you know, we take it as it comes, and, you know, trials come and tribulations come, but the good news is, is God is with us through it all, and, you know, the Lord is with us, and so we can be patient in tribulation, and and yes, there is a patience, yes, there is tribulation, but the Christianity it is synonymous with victory. When you think of the devil, you should that the the name the devil the name Lucifer should be synonymous with defeat. If you ask me, who do I think of when I think of defeat? I think of Germany, World War II. I think of Hillary, 2016. You know, there's there's when you think of defeat, you think of battles of the past. You think of David and Goli- Goliath would represent defeat. But, but Lucifer, Satan, has been utterly defeated. When you got born again, when I got born again, the Bible says we died to our old way of living, which... If we can put it plainly, we were losing. We were on a losing path. We were being lied to by the devil. You know, the sad thing for people is they're going to get to hell. People are going to live their life and, and and reject people who live their life and reject Jesus will get to hell and realize the devil has lied to them their whole life and now they have to spend eternity under his command and being tortured. And so they're going to be in a place where they where they're living their eternity out knowing that there's one that lied to them their whole life, that they were totally deceived. And so he, 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 he gets his grip on people, but it's through deceit. But when you come out of, that's a losing path. When you come out of being an unbeliever and you come into the family of God, you not only come into eternal life, but you come into victory on the earth. And it's like, it's if you, I remember when I bought a Mini Cooper, when I was young, my first vehicle that I bought for myself was a Mini Cooper. And it's like, you hardly see any of them. And they're still not a super, super, they're not like, you're not going to see as many, Mini Coopers as you do BMWs on the road, but you would see these vehicles. And it's like the moment you get one, you see that you seem to see them everywhere. The moment my brother got his Jeep, you seem to see Jeeps everywhere you go. And, and that's how it is. The moment you look in the word and you see victory is mine. You start to see it everywhere. And so when you run into this Christianity, that's alive, but somehow is carrying defeat. They're just carrying, you know, life is tough. And, you know, I don't know what the Lord thinks about me. I know the Lord's on my side, but I don't know what that actually means. And yeah, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. But sometimes I guess the Lord plans for bad things. It's like this convoluted message that doesn't make any sense. Who won? The Bible says that Jesus defeated Satan and made a show of him openly. They put him and, and all the demons and all the principalities and powers to an open shame. It's well known in hell that Jesus trounced them. It's well known among the de- the demons that Jesus trounced them. And so, for a Christian to live anything below a a fully victorious life is is a shame. And so we read it last time. We talked about being in, from Ephesians 2, being in Him. But Acts uh, chapter 17, verse 28 says, In Him we live and we move and we have our being. And so for us, as, as born-again Christians, the first thing we have to understand is that we're in Christ. And so if, if Christ is victorious, we're victorious. You know, we, the thing that amazes me is how, how much people are willing to live John 3:16 not, not that's not let me rephrase that it's not that it amazes me how much people are willing to live John 3:16 it's how how firm people are in on yes God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life amen hallelujah i'm a christian and then you say and by his stripes, you were healed. And I'll say something like, so that means if you were healed, that you will never be sick the rest of your life. And people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a minute now. I'm not so sure. And there's a debate. No one's debating John three sixteen, But then you get into, um, I'll bless your bread and your water, and I'll take sickness out of the midst of you. And and all of a sudden, there's things up for debate. Where God, when, when Jesus was given to us, He gave us eternal life, yes, but he gave us eternal life now that we step into the the shoes of Jesus and we're in him. So the same victory he has, we have. And why do I keep going over this? Because I need to equip you because there'll come a time, and it may be right now, but there'll come a time in your life where you'll be up against something difficult. And if you have a winner's expectation on the inside of you, if you carry yourself like like you are on top, not a prideful thing. But you carry yourself and you understand, spiritually speaking, I rule and I reign in this life. The Bible says, I'm seated together with Christ in heavenly places, Ephesians 2, 6, I'm seated with him. And so for me, I start off my Christian life in a place of victory. And so I expect victory in my finances, victory in my marriage, victory with my children. You know, the Bible guarantees that if I do things right, my son and my kids will serve the Lord. Well, you know, I had, you know what I've noticed people who debate, people who debate, uh, doctrines generally don't, from from a losing side of, oh, you know, you can't say healing. They usually don't do it from a biblical perspective. They do it from an experiential perspective. What do I mean? You, You know, I can open a Bible and very easily give you 40, 50 verses to show you as a matter of fact that as a matter of truth, that healing is part of the atonement, that healing is something that was paid for just as much. If you can show me in the word that sin was paid for, then I can show you that healing was paid for just as much. But, but you say something like that and people, people debate it from their, well, you know, my aunt really, she, she believed the Lord was going to heal her and then she died. And so they don't debate from the Bible. They, they, they debate from someone else's perspective. I want you to notice something. When you go to believe the Lord for something, the devil is going to show you or bring into your path or remind you of someone who, who went to believe the Lord for the same thing and failed. Why? Because if he can try to disqualify you by someone else's experience, oh yeah, well, you know, there was that one minister who, who died young. You know, what about what about that minister who loved the Lord? Way more spiritual than you were, and they died in their fifties, and they they were doing way more. How can you expect to believe the Lord for healing? He's gonna challenge the word of God by someone you either your prior experience or someone else's experience. The amount of people that I sit down with and they say, Yeah, you know, I'm really just discouraged because I believe in the Lord for my healing for 20 years and I haven't got it. No. If you haven't actually been believing the Lord, you've been thinking about believing the Lord. You've you've never exited the realm of the mind, you've never made a decision. I'm making my stand here. I'm not going any further. Either the word is true or it's not. And since I've staked my eternal life on it, I might as well stake my health on it as well. People are just double-minded. They they one day decide they're going to do it, and the next day they've undecided. They can be easily talked out of things. I think if, if God could put down on a list of things he wished people, uh, his Christians had more of, it would be backbone, number one. Just stick, a, make a decision and stick with it. And so the word says... Let's go to 1 John chapter 4. It says here, Little children, you are from God and overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Say this. Say, I'm an overcomer. You know, it's your nature to overcome. When you died, you died to losing. When you, when you were born again, you were born again. You came back alive to winning. Jesus doesn't lose, so neither do I. Hey, I like that. Jesus never lost, and so neither do I. If you look at Joshua 1, I want to encourage you. He said, Joshua, he said, go and be strong and very courageous and, and meditate in the Word day and night. Surely you'll have good success. He said, nothing or no one will be able to stand against you all the days of, my, of your life. Oh, you know, sometimes we all get sick. and No, we don't. Listen, every day I say this. I, I, I make an effort to remember, and I say, I say, my relationship to sin and sickness has come to an end. And so if something comes to challenge my health, then I say, no, this is where I stand. My relationship to sin and sickness has come to an end. Why? This is something that i've I've seen in the word. And so if John three sixteen is true, Then 1 John 4, 4 is true. I've overcome then because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So there's nothing that can come and take me out. Cancer can't come and take me out. Disease, poverty. Why? Because I've been redeemed from those things. You need to be equipped with an understanding of who you are or what else, or you'll be like somebody else who, you know, loves the Lord and praise the Lord, makes heaven, but lives totally defeated. You know what God can do with one person who just believes that God will be with them and God will fight with him. You look at King David. Who dared defy before he was king? Who dares defy the armies of the living God? And, and he goes after Goliath. Here he is, short guy. Goliath, not a short guy. And, and Goliath begins to trash talk. But what does David do? He talks back. No, you, you, I'm going to cut your head off today. I'm going to end this thing today. And he goes, why? Because he just believed the Lord is with me. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Listen, I want to tell you, O king, we're not even careful. We're not even anxious about answering in this matter. God is able to save us. But even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow. That wasn't a lack of faith. That was them saying, just so you know, even if there was no intervention from our God, we ain't bowing anyway. We're, we're, we're Even if we knew today was our last day for making the stand, it doesn't matter. We've counted the cost. But you know what? God's able to save us and he will save us. Why? Because they people, you understand. When you go forward, God goes forward with you. You were born victorious. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Get that in your spirit. You're an overcomer. You didn't get born again to get beat up. You hear people testify. You know, before I served the Lord, I was rich. I had a lot of money. I had, you know, anything I could ever want. But I now I serve the Lord. And, you know, sometimes I don't even, I miss meals because I'm not. No, that's, stop missing meals. The Bible says my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. But it, but it takes an understanding of who you are. So there's an equipping that comes to know, hey, you are in Christ. So yes, the Bible says nothing will by any means hurt you. So so Pastor Ryan, you're saying you're immune to COVID-19? Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm immune to it. Why? Because the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. Well, I can't be wrong quoting the word. Well, you're You're going a little bit far. No, what do you mean going far? You're gonna you you. you, (laughs) I get I get tripped up with it because people they 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 quote scriptures. You know I really believe this whole COVID thing is a dividing line because people quote scriptures, but when it comes down to it, what do they really believe? And I'm not saying that if someone didn't keep their church open, you know, there's governments, there's there's places in the world where there's no constitution and you don't have a choice. But if you have a choice to meet and, and, you're, and you're, afra- you're actually afraid of a virus, that's a spirit of fear that you've allowed. And you have to take inventory and say, hey, there's, I'm not letting this thing stay. A spirit of fear will try to come, but you resist it. You know, you should expect that, that, is, that the devil will attack you. But we're not ignorant of his devices, but you know, hey, when he attacks, I know how to identify it, and I know what to do. You, I heard someone say, You treat the voice of fear the same way you do the voice of the Holy Spirit. You you talk back to both. But the difference is, you you obey the Holy Spirit, not the voice of fear. When the Holy Spirit says, I want you to do this, you talk back. You talk back to Him. You say, yes, Lord. When the spirit of fear says, this is going to happen, you still talk back. And you say, no, absolutely not. God says, nothing will by any means hurt, hurt me. You get that in your spirit because you were born to win, you were born to win. When I was a kid, my mom had us memorize these 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 sayings, and we would say them in the car. We would drive, and she'd say, "Okay, guys, we're gonna we're gonna." I, I was born to, or I'm a winner. That was number one. I'm a winner, and man, that stuck with me. I'm a winner. I'm a unique person. My life has meaning. As a person, I'm successful. I'm strong and able. I'm sufficient for every task. I overcome every obstacle. I'm more than a conqueror. By his stripes I am healed. And you go down things that you say. And it's not just about positive affirmations. You speak from your spirit. No, my relationship to sin and sickness has come to an end. I'm a winner. If you can't say it out of your mouth, you won't have it. You take your territory with your tongue first. If you can't say, I am rich and I'm going to be very, very rich, well, you know, the truth is, I'm not rich. My family's very poor. You keep talking that, you'll have that. You're actually prophesying to your future when you say that. But what do we do? No, no, I have the same spirit of faith. I, I believe, therefore, I speak. Lord, help us to speak. Now that we're in you, Lord, help us to see that we're alive to good works, but we start off from a place of victory. When Jesus says, It is finished, that was my birthplace to say, I'm alive and I'm born of the Spirit of God, I'm born to overcome. Losing is a part of the old nature. I'm a winner. You'll guide me with your counsel and afterwards receive me to glory. The God who delights in the prosperity of his servant. I pray this is the most, and even say it with me, this is going to be the most victorious year I've ever had. This is going to be the best year that I've ever had in the mighty name of Jesus. I love you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us.